0: We in this bitch? It's already recording, so you don't have to do anything.
1: We in this bitch. We in this bitch, we in this bitch. <coughs> yeah, I'm just gonna finish rolling this bad man. So you guys met at Goldcast? Hola Felicia, hey, stop on my phone. Brr, brr. I,
2: you know, I, I don't remember exactly the circumstances under which you left, yeah. but I remember how you came in, and I still keep a very fond memory <laughs> of like hearing about you for the first time. I remember hearing, hey, there's this guy who's. Keeps emailing us. He just wants us to give him a shot. He's oh, like, I'll do no, ma- no matter what I'll do, I'll come in, I'll do the work, I'll learn anything. And the first time you came in, I think you didn't know how to edit yet, right? Uh, yeah. I was and, we, and we were sitting <laughs> side by side. Oh, yeah, true, true. And like, still from the very first day, like, he was really talented. Like, he mm-hmm. understood things really quickly and your edits, the storytelling. Remember the first video you did was uh, Michael J. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. No, yeah. Jimmy Fox. Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. <laughs> Jamie Fox. Yeah, still that. Yeah, and it was good. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know how did again, it start the video? It was Jamie. Um, it was J- uh, Jamie Fox on uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, so yeah. just like we were back then, we were doing like small snippets of like inspirational advice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, man, like everybody loved him. Yeah, In he's a, he's a
1: he's a very uh, friendly, incompetent yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so speaking of but which, I was personally very surprised as well when I started this podcast with Sam, and he was just pumping out content. And my friends were like, "So yo, you like, you how 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 are you doing it?" I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I have a couple tricks up my sleeve. What do yeah. I'm going to tell you? I picked up video editing. Okay. And it's just like audio editing. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Adele but, has the best role. I fucking… yo, He just pulls up… And just shares his personality. And then all the content comes out. You must be you must be like… Uh, you must know me more than myself at this point. Looking at footage of us just like talking shit. You must go through that shit a lot. Yeah, you know and, what I'm saying? And I see that there's… A way- I go through the audio. You know… But I don't go through the video.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know… Uh, I met Patrick because he was uh, the creative director at Goldcast. And if you don't know what Goldcast is… It's a uh, I I guess… I want to say inspirational company. But they're content creating inspirational media company. I don't know how yeah, to say it. Yeah. It's like
2: it. a media company that focuses on content and yeah. our people I guess. Yeah.
0: That's and the then And then you being the head guy there… Because he was big man at Goldcast… And uh, essentially
1: <laughs> he made them pop it. Literally, big man. This guy's like six foot four, bro. I'm telling yeah, you.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could barely fit in the garage. <laughs> you're not you
2: taller than me? No, I'm you're taller. no 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 no. You're what six one? Yeah, six. That's yeah, you am. see
1: the way he's saying it, you're what? Six, six one? one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you, you're what, six three? No, I'm six one. Six one, six two. Uh, yeah. It might be the boots. Yeah. Might be the boots.
2: I'll put on the slippers. Yeah. So you're much getting more... the full pool boy experience yeah, exactly. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we need to get more slippers, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because uh, look, I, Sam has little tiny slippers. Yeah, I do. And it's embarrassing.
0: I hope it's, it's not on camera because uh, <laughs> uh, Uggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm wearing Uggs, essentially. But yeah, um, Patrick was, you know, dropping a lot of heat at Goldcast. He was making videos go viral, bro, like 100 million views. I, on Facebook and in like 2017, bro, that was like when Facebook was still hot, and he was dropping hits after hits, bro, nonstop. And then, uh, he, and then he kind of teach me the ways of how to cut a hit. And then I was cutting hits, and then Bro Goldcast was just getting cutting rich. hits since 13. And then Goldcast was getting richer and richer. And then the story I want to hear is after I left, how you left Goldcast, and then you started creating content for yourself. He dropped a hit um, about two fighters from the UFC that are fighting tomorrow night. Maz Vidal vs. Colby Covington. I don't know if you watched the video. I
1: saw some. Uh, I saw some stuff, man. You I saw, saw some stuff. I saw the. I saw uh, no MMA videos, but I saw the first video on your page, mm-hmm. and I went in the comment section. And the comment, your comment section is banging, bro. Yo, it's like people like shit, it's yeah. people like yo. I saw your MMA stuff, and now I see this, and I think that's really cool. Like having different avenues to get to know, like, who you are or who you are as a channel or content creator, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like a nice little uh, platter of, like, what your uh, ambition is and what your passion is and stuff, you know? So you could see, like, because the MMA videos apparently are banging. Yeah. No, but his storytelling in the MMA videos is
0: crazy, mm-hmm. bro. He can make you cry watching two guys… Beat the like, shit out of n- each other. Like, like fall out of a friendship. Which was uh, the Masvidal Kobe Covington video. And uh, yeah, man. Tell us like what happened from Goldcast to deciding to do your YouTube.
2: You know, I realized it was a big process for me deciding to go off on my own. Because um, security, financial security was always a big thing for me. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I was raised like that. So… But… Deep down I always really respected people going off on their own and started their own thing. In my mind there were always like oh that person is a real you know man or woman but that mm-hmm. person is a real man cuz they trusted themselves enough to just jump and fly, mm-hmm. you know? And I since I'm settling for a 9 to 5 even though I love it, I'm a bit of a lesser person cuz I don't have the guts to do that. It was always at the back of my mind it's like, an like ego deep thing, down almost. I don't know if it's an ego thing or just something that there They're all things that we feel like we need to do… In yeah. order to become like the ultimate version of ourselves. It's your purpose. Your purpose was always yeah. like calling
0: you, whispering. It's almost as if you'd never did music. Imagine you're just working a 9 to five, mm-hmm. And you have that voice. He's like, yo, you're a bitch, mm-hmm. man. You're now following
2: you, that music dream. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is that… You'd have a nine-to-five that is still doing music or something. Something that is close enough… Yeah, exactly. To the thing that you'd want to be doing on your own… That you're like, well… It's only like a bit Mm -hmm. different. But like I'm still doing what I love, you know? Mm -hmm. So… But at some point I realized that… That that is something I needed to do. And I was still, you know… In my spa small apartment. I don't have kids. I was like, this is the time to do it. So you you still don't have kids? No, I still don't. I don't have
1: kids. I guess that's what that meant. Um,
2: Because
1: (laughs) in my case, I kept jobs in the music industry. You know, doing like sound for bars, things like that. Um, But it was never. It was. It was. It it was like a smooth transition. Mm -hmm. You know, it was uh, having a job. I guess. I think my last job was in 2018. Having a job, and then you know. Still doing little contracts here and there, but then those contracts slowly fell off because of the music was picking up, you know? So now I, I I would just refuse certain offers in the music industry. Uh but in your case, I feel the difference is that you just quit the job. Yeah. So is so you when you quit your job, you hadn't started a YouTube yet, or were you already like um
2: I'm, I'm the kind of person that finds balance through extremes, I feel. <laughs> and if I had that safety net, if I just had that steady check coming in, I knew I wouldn't have the motivation to like… To Sit jump. down and do the work. You know? I, so I was like… And it wouldn't feel really like a big jump. It would just feel like, oh I'm starting this side project. And every single side project I've started in my life has failed. But mm-hmm. I've always had a lot of success in my 9 to 5 jobs because my focus was there. Mm-hmm. And at some point I was realizing like, why is it that I'm so good at helping other people achieve their, their, goals. their goals? But I always let myself down. Everything I do for myself, I fail at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's because maybe we're some of us are wired. I feel like I was wired to just be a really good soldier. Like mm-hmm. I will listen to orders and I will execute… And I will keep my head down. You know what's cool? Always doing my homework, always getting good grades. I've like been bred to fucking perform mm-hmm. under that structure, yeah. right? But deep down, it's like you have that lion, whatever, like that that dude who wants to go in the jungle and find out who he is.
1: I, I, I feel like there's a, a contradiction with, you know, getting good grades at school, being optimized for the structure of society and doing art, video editing and stuff. So that kind of contradiction has always existed within you, I guess. You know? Uh, uh, When did you start like
2: video editing? Well, that's… I guess that's what's ironic is that I always had good grades, always went to good school, but I couldn't get into film school.
1: Ever. Mm.
2: You know? Tried twice at Concordia. um, And twice I got put into film studies program instead, which is just like watching movies. At fucking 8 in the morning. Instead of
1: film Instead school, of
2: making films. Which is… you know, What's the different pro-
1: program? What's the name of the program? So uh, film school. I guess it's
2: film production. Uh, and, and film studies. Uh, uh, right? Um, and so that's when uh, I started… No, I started before that. Like at school I was always making films. You mm-hmm. know? And the film project… You know, you'd have a class where you'd have to f- shoot a film… And most kids would do like a one-minute film, and me and my friends would You'd do like 30 with... minutes cuts <laughs> yeah. of like this crazy film, and have a, like <laughs> a lot of production, costumes, pull up with that long action form. sequences. Uh, and then I started uh, making a lot of music also, uh, and doing a lot of music videos for that project. And that really gave me a sense of like pacing, you know, in the editing. Like a lot of good editors are actually musicians, even in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they have that inner like metronome, like mm-hmm. cut, cut, keeping cut, things cut. entertaining.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's always used- like a musical pace to the editing, uh, and so music in that sense has helped me a lot uh, doing what I do. Even like if you watch the videos, like music, music is a huge part of it. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and and the music that you play, uh, where do you get it from? Is it is it uh, uh, free of rights? Yeah, the music is banging.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot right now of competition there, like a lot of companies, music licensing companies. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. I use Epidemic
0: Sound. What do you use?
2: Uh, music Bed. Music Bed is good music too. I used bed. to have
0: Music Bed. Yeah,
2: yeah. And the challenge is that there are so many songs on there that you have to spend like hours. Like, I don't listen to Spotify. I listen to Music Bed. Oh, shit. Every oh, day. Oh, shit. Every That's, That's discipline.
0: That's yeah. the level of discipline you have. Because I remember working with this guy, bro. He was a, Like you… Your level of discipline was deep, bro. It was like nothing I've ever seen, bro. This guy would work 9 to 5. And then like he would go home and make music. Like nonstop
2: until I don't know when. So
1: you're like, yeah, producing music?
2: Yeah, like singing, like beat, songwriting.
1: And yeah. beat making or, or like… Yeah. Okay as well. Yeah. That's cool, man.
2: But you know, you know what's interesting is that… I realized… It's going to sound crazy. I didn't know there were books written on filmmaking… It sounds fucking stupid, okay. But the Mm. day I stumbled upon the book Story by Robert McKee, I was like mesmerized, you know. And I started reading all the books about story. And I realized that I never did that for music. And back then I was like, should I choose film or should I choose music? Because I didn't want to give up music. I didn't want to have the idea that I'm giving up this passion, Mm -hmm. you know. But then I was like, but why am I not reading one single book about music? Why am I not learning about the craft of music? And then that's another thing that happened that I realized that within me, the choice was already made. Mm. Like I wanted to be a filmmaker. Like all my energy, all my focus was pointed towards there. So uh, I started diving deep into storytelling. And my music, I realized, um, you know, there's always this gap between the music you're making or the art you're making and, and the and, person you are or just like what you consider good music yeah. oh, okay, like you okay. can identify and what good music is mm-hmm. or what a good film is and then you make a film and you're the same person that can identify good from bad but somehow you still can't achieve the good that, that you want that level of good yeah. there's always that gap between yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's enough to make people go crazy. Honestly. Yo, it, do, it does make you go crazy. Yeah. And I know every time I create trash… And I know it. I'm like, this is not as good as I know, bro. I know we're better at that dance. And it fucking drives you crazy to the point yeah. that you're like, yo… I'm done. I might yeah. pack my bags, Pack your bro. bags, boys. Pack we're your done. bags, bro. All All we're right, done. Right. We're or what's, yeah, what's done. even All more
2: right. heartbreaking sometimes… <laughs> is that uh, you make something that you think is good. You're like, I finally reached that level. You know, And then yeah. three, four months later, a year later, you watch it again. And you're like, that was trash. Yeah. That was bad. And then you start doubting every single thing. You're like, I can't see clearly what it is I'm doing. Uh-huh. You know, you start and that's E-centric. when ego can be useful. That's yeah. when like falling back on your ego can… But I
1: think that's the part of like evolving, you know. Like yeah. you listen to what you did before. And like uh, I was listening to some old music like, uh, today. And I was like, damn, it's not that good, you know. It's not yeah. that good. And yeah. I know that I'm somewhere else now, but it's thanks to that shit, you know? And I I think it's like part of like just, I don't know, growing up as an as a person, as a musician, as a you get better at your job, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you get better. <laughs>
1: Same thing for I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to always when it was my birthday, I I would always th- or when it was when it would get close to my birthday, I would always be like, I don't know how much more I could grow up.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I feel like I am the best version. And this is like me, like like 10 years ago, you know? I don't see how I could do anything better, you know? And then the next year, I would tell myself, holy shit, how come I said that? Like I'm, I'm somewhere else completely now, you know what I'm saying? And it would happen every single year. I'd be like, yeah, I think I reached it. I think I reached the peak of, of, of who I am, you know? And now it just it's not, a, it's not something that I even think about. It's just like um, always, like I
2: know that I'm, I don't know shit, you yeah. know? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That's, that's what's interesting is because we, you, if you consume a lot of art, Let's say you pick your favorite director, your favorite musician. Like I look at Christopher Nolan, you know. um, And you're like, shit, I want to be, let's say, the next Christopher Nolan. And just right there, there is the trap. Mm Because… Uh, you start reading on Christopher Nolan and you're like, Christopher Nolan has been practicing being Christopher Nolan his entire life. Yeah, for sure. Since he's young, he's obsessed with puzzles, with he's mind games. He's obsessed with
1: Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan.
2: <laughs> and you realize that he's always going to be a step ahead of you, you know, no matter mm-hmm. how much you learn from him and story techniques or whatever. And you realize that the only way you can be the best is by becoming the ultimate version of yourself. Of yourself, exactly. Exactly. And you can only go through that by finding out first who you really are, which can… Certainly be accomplished outside of your art and is going to be translated to your art after but also doing a lot of fucking art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on your own and yeah. finding out like what is it that I'm doing that is me. You know and that takes a lot of fucking time because yeah, man. it's easy to be impressionable as you get started and you're like oh yeah I'm going to be that guy you know the, the next one. Mm-hmm. And It's fucking hard to find out who you are. Yeah. It's fucking hard. It's funny you say that because
0: uh, in the book, uh, in The War of Art, the author talks about that. He says, uh, initially when you start out, you're doing remixes of your favorite or the people you look up to. Yeah. Like for instance, like you could take it, this podcast as, a, as an example or maybe the music you create as an example. You'll, you'll try to remix your favorite shit or whatever inspired you until you, fi- you figure out um, who you are through your craft, you know? So, everything is a remix
1: of everything. That's how you start off Mm -hmm. until you figure out where you're going, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like one of the things that pushed me really to get into spending a lot of time, ridiculous amount of time, making art was the fact that I I needed to find something that I could do for the rest of my life that I wouldn't, that I could die on, you know? Like, I wouldn't mind doing that until, because I didn't want a job. I didn't, you know, and I'm like, even if it doesn't pay anything, I don't mind doing it because I love it. And it's way simpler. You know what I'm saying? So find a hill that you're willing to die on. You know what I'm saying? Like find a thing that you're just willing to hammer at for like forever and uh, keep your head down. I was never the type of person to be like, I want to be the next... Uh, I don't know, like Timberland or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I get you, inspired by these people, but I'm not like, I want to be the next Kanye West. Because yeah. that's like a. I always imagine what, what the worst thing that could happen, really.
2: Yeah. I heard something that really resonated with me a few months back. Uh, you know how we say like, find your passion. And I heard that the meaning of passion, actually, most people don't understand it correctly. Passion means to suffer.
1: You mm. know, if you think about the passion yeah. of
2: the Christ… You know, it's about the Christ like getting crucified and shit. And actually meaning like find your passion means find something you're willing to suffer for. Uh And it takes all its meaning when you realize that suffering is the only fucking constant that you're going to experience in life. Like we're all going to go through suffering. Mm -hmm. But if you can give a meaning to that suffering, if you can direct it towards a passion, Mm -hmm. direct it towards something that you love, like… A lot of like broken artists make good art because they suffer, because yeah. they're broken, right? They redirect it. It gives a meaning. It gives a use, a purpose to their suffering. So um
0: and their suffering liberates everybody who listens to the music. Yeah. Because they're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm not the only person going through this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, I guess that's what's what's beautiful about it. Right? That's
1: I, completely
2: nuts. Sometimes honestly. I think about have you guys watched Harry Potter or, or read? I've it? watched
1: back some, in the right? days, yeah, yeah. long time ago. I'm Do not you, the biggest, like, I'm a fan, but yeah. I, I
2: don't know much. You yeah. know about how Voldemort. Um, Who? I'm <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> 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 he becomes immortal by, like, splitting his soul in, in like, horcruxes, the Horcrux, or whatever it is in English. Like, okay. he, he splits in his soul into several different objects. That's how we can be immortal. And I always felt like making art. Was that mm-hmm. you know like le- oh, like leaving yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. of your soul yeah, art yeah. like through time that that's how you kind of live forever yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like you can listen to a song that you made let's say five years ago and that piece of you five years ago mm-hmm. lives forever like oh that's
1: trash but you <laughs> know like like you were saying like it's a piece of yourself and then you look back at it you're like it really wasn't that good so is it safe to say that who you were back then wasn't that good. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't know. If it's a piece of yourself and it's like your soul and your thing and then you look back at it, you're like, I don't like that version of me. You know what I'm saying? It's a a
2: weird thing anyways.
0: (sighs) Or you can look back and be like, oh shit, this kid was onto something, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's also where the piece lives, right? Uh, They say that a film is just shadows on the wall without an audience. Mm -hmm. So the film, the piece of art really exists. Exactly. In the mind of people. So there's a… Kind of chemistry thing that happens when someone consumes a piece of art because the art lives inside them. Mm-hmm. So who are you to tell them that that is that, it, that yeah. is trash if within them it really means something? I know? was doing yeah, a show
1: uh, once uh, at uh, Club Soda. It was our uh, album release show, and I was very drunk. And I remember at like the middle of the show, I was we were playing an old song, and I and I remember saying like to the crowd, "Yo, we're gonna play this song, but." I really don't fuck with it that much. It's an old song, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then I spoke to my management after and they're like, yeah, don't say that because yeah, it's you're like you're hyping people. <laughs> cause, yeah, also. But you're like ruining it for the other yeah. people in some yeah. way, you know? Because they actually have a sentimental… Like they're not over it like you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let them live their thing, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. So It's almost
0: as if you're like… Okay guys, uh, press the pause button. This podcast is kind of trash. Yeah, so.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't
0: know if you want to listen to the rest Just of this. Just wait a year.
1: <laughs> and we'll be Give us some preparing. time to get better. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Going back to you starting your YouTube channel. Yeah. You had the fastest growing YouTube I have ever seen in terms of subs. You went from like zero to 60,000 now, 73,000. 70,000, 70, yeah. bro. Yeah. That's crazy. In a span of five fucking videos, yeah. bro. Yeah. That is yeah. wild.
2: It's crazy. Uh, actually, for the first three, four months, I-, I started in August. In December, I still had like 200 subscribers or something. Yeah, but yeah, I dropped like what? One video? <laughs> <laughs> like four. Oh, but, shit. So here's the thing that happened. I wasn't planning on doing an MMA-only channel first, mm. right? But um, about a month after I posted the Jake versus Dana video on UFC Fighter Pay, Pay, um, this one had a little bump, like 200 views. And that's when I was considering doing either like a Jeff Bezos documentary or a Kobe Covington video. And that's when I was like, well, my channel's got like 20 more subscribers from, from the… uh, Jake and Mm Dana… They're probably expecting… You know… Another MMA MMA video. And I did it. And I had another small bump. And… You know… I failed at a lot of projects. And I also saw a lot of people fail at different projects through times. And you realize that sometimes you have an initial vision of something. And… Instead of going with the flow, going with the current of the river, you try to swim you towards keep, yeah, exactly. that initial vision that oh, you yeah, had. Yeah, instead yeah, of yeah, just yeah. like flowing where the current takes you. And in this case, the YouTube algorithm was clearly pushing my content towards more people who liked MMA. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to ride that wave instead of just being so rigid about what I wanted to do initially. And… The the YouTube algorithm just low and on behold, doing its thing. bro. Yeah. The
0: Kobe versus Masvidal, fucking like work of art. You guys should look it up, man. Patrick Gavia, it was super sick. Storytelling is world class. I think you you might be top three storyteller in all of <laughs> Montreal. Honestly, at this point, I think it's me. Denis <laughs> <Then you laughs> Villeneuve and then you. That's a fucking a, a fucking I'm kidding, I'm Wow. Kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, no, he's honestly world class, I find. A storyteller. Like, it's crazy. And then… Uh, yeah, I watched that. I was hooked the whole time. And I was like, wow, this is fucking good work. Uh, but then you stopped after the… Um, uh, he retired, dude. He retired. <laughs> who's he the heavyweight? The, the the last heavyweight. Engano. Yeah, you did. That's Inganu? the one I saw. I think a part of it. Yeah, and uh, that was like a month ago. No,
2: I I didn't stop. So I'm I'm working on a khabib doc, and <sighs> Russia invaded fucking Ukraine, and it kind of stopped me in my flow. I'm still gonna do it, but I hesitated for a couple of days because oh, you see all those Russians all over the world, kind of. Taking heat? heat? Yeah. Oh, because you don't… want. And oh, okay. at first I was like, hey, you know what? I don't want to seem disrespectful towards… Ukraine or, you, or yeah, Russia. Yeah, by by releasing something on… You know, that praises… And it's hard to talk about Khabib without talking about the culture there, without talking about Dagestan, without talking about Russia. Um, But… Is I Dagestan
1: think, a part of Russia? No. Yeah.
2: It's a republic, yeah. Uh, it's a part of Russia. But, you know what? Since day one, I told myself that… I would always respect my audience and the intelligence of my audience. I feel like that's a mistake I see a lot of content creators make. It's like they think people are dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? People are fucking smart, yeah.
2: People are smart. They're they're much more smarter than than content it's creators. Just, it's just that
1: the dummies are the ones that get heard the most, you know? Cause yeah, the and ones... they're
2: they're often the ones that are the most vocal. But mm-hmm, exactly. Um, that's what I
1: mean. Yeah. It's what's
2: like uh counterintuitive a bit. Yeah, but then then what, you do something that offends them and they just leave or whatever. You know? yeah. And then you're kept with the people that are like you and that, you know, they can think at that higher level. So I don't think, for instance, releasing a documentary on Khabib is an endorsement of the attack on Ukraine.
1: No, of course not. Exactly. No, especially, not. especially since yeah. the
2: story is not on that.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's almost… There is history there, but you can't help that. But uh, do you feel like… Uh, are you going to make edits to the video?
2: Yeah, I made some. Yeah, because L- Putin was in the fucking video. Oh, now no what's way. ironic is that, and that I'm gonna keep it in. After Khabib jumped in the crowd, you know, after Connor saw yeah. Putin, yeah, he yeah, was... and Putin was like, "You can't, you can't attack people yeah. randomly oh, like that." Oh, you
0: use that as a fun, oh my sure. god, That's such an analogy. because
1: <laughs> yeah. like, you what's...
2: know we always have that friend that gives us advice they don't listen to. Yeah, you yeah, it's like you can't attack people like like yeah. like that. You yeah. Go <laughs> you know, that's Yeah.
1: He could fucking invade the country. That's fucking a couple wild. months later. Now. Yeah, we should clip that. If not, if you're not gonna use it, send it to us. We're gonna post that shit. <laughs> All right. Controversial.
2: <laughs> okay. So so yeah, that's the reason why it's been taking longer. Okay. Partly. The second reason is I know expectations are high on this one. And sometimes, you know, I felt like the Francis Ngannou video was really close to, to what I wanted to accomplish with it. I was like, wow. Like I, I love that video, but then every time you produce something that you think is great, it terrifies you for what you're gonna release after because you're like, how I do to- I how do I top that? Yeah. Now I know I know at some point I'm gonna make a video that is not good, you know, and I'm fucking terrified, I'm terrified of,
1: that. of that moment.
2: <laughs> I at, I I almost feel like at some point I should just accept that one video is not gonna be good, but I I fucking can't, man. Mm-hmm. Like. I I need to make good shit. I don't want to let my audience down, and that's why I'm I'm doing the Khabib video. And I'm like, no, it still sucks. No, mm-hmm. it fucking still sucks. It's not as good as the last one, and yeah, it's just a fucking struggle. Yeah, yeah I, I feel
1: sure. like I, f- I feel like you need to expect failure. You know, that's like the one of the only ways to actually push forward. Yeah. Sometimes
0: I heard an interesting uh, saying um, online. It was talking about. Uh, the, the the metrics of effort you put into something. So a lot of times you'll put like maybe one metric of time into something and bring it to like 90% for instance. But there's very little little difference in quality f- from taking it to 90 to like 94. Yeah. But you spend that same amount of yeah. time you took from zero to 90, mm-hmm, yeah. you know? And a lot of the time they were saying, yo, you should just publish it at 90% consist- consistently over trying to, bring it up to 94,
2: mm-hmm. you know? that That's what I'm wondering because if you think about the 1% of like the best people in the world, right? Like sometimes it's just a tiny bit of improvement that is going to distinguish like the best from the fucking greatest of all time. Like I mean, even the I fighters. I think it's
1: different for art though because it's like super subjective. Absolutely. So like a 90% thing could seem like a 100% for some yeah.
2: people. It's like… a. Yeah. Like one of the things when we were working together that I felt like was that because we were going for quantity, I didn't feel necessarily like I was improving consistently, because yeah. uh, you only improve by giving your best on each and every single thing you do, and if you're just like cookie cutting, repeating the same formula, well, you're uh, getting
1: better at you're getting better at doing
2: doing it faster, doing it faster, yeah, yeah. but yeah.
1: not necessarily. Uh, optimizing quality you're optimizing quantity yeah.
2: yeah and and also if you're aware and maybe that's what's hurting me is like if you're aware of the expectation of the audience it's like when you start making like a video right and it's something that people have never seen before their expectations went from zero to like you know 90 right so there's a difference of yeah, like, exactly. let's say 90 it's and true. they expect and it's the contrast mm-hmm. that surprises people Right, and they expect the same level of contrast with each subsequent video afterwards. Yeah, exactly. But it gets smaller, bro. Yeah, it's like… The uh, difference is smaller. Again, Christopher Nolan, let's say, his earlier movies, it's like mind-blown, mind-blown, mind-blown. And like, hey, he can't… Maybe blow your fucking mind, mind with again e- and again. Yeah, but that's the expectation. Yeah, you go with you go in with high expectation, and you expect your expectation to be fucking surpassed. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because that that's just because we're selfish human beings. It's like yeah. we, you just want more and more
2: and more more and more and more. More, more better, better. It, yeah. yeah, and at the same time, it, it's stressful, but I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. That's this like I fucking love the pressure. W- mm-hmm. What is a oh.
0: what is your creative process look like? Uh like I know that yeah. down coffee, 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 <laughs> coffee. Coffee, <laughs> coffee, right? Do you write you write the script first?
2: Um or you research so first? So there's a so research first. I watch all the videos, I read, I read the books, and there's that weird period where I feel, and it's gonna sound weird, but although it's their story, like I have to make it mine. Mm. Like I have to know it so well that I'm like, no, now your story is mine. Mm-hmm. Because what, what people are going to watch is not his story. It's going to be my expression of his story. Right. So I need to find myself in, in what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, because that's the only way something is going to feel true. Uh, it's because like the, the storyteller is going to find what he or she resonates with. And like extrapolate those things. Ampl- amplify those things. So… There's always a weird process that takes me time. Like I I sleep on it. I try to get to a point where I wake up one day and I'm like, Oh, I know this. Now this is…
0: yeah. You got the last piece of the puzzle. You're like, this is it.
2: Yeah. And now it just… Then it just unfolds. Uh, And the editing takes actually only a few days. But when that's not done properly, it's like… Sometimes it's hard. Like I did a a doc on Elon Musk uh, a, a year ago. And the, the man is complex. He's extremely intelligent.
1: Isn't his dad like uh, married to his, his daughter? Right?
2: daughter-in-law or something like that. No, not daughter-in-law. Step-daughter. Adopted stepdaughter. There, there There's a lot there that… Did you is- know that,
1: time? No. I had Elon yet. Musk's dad is married to his stepdaughter. Who's like how many years younger? Like yeah. 35, 40 years younger? Yeah. So,
0: so so his father got with a lady who After had a daughter who yeah. already
2: had a daughter who already had
0: a daughter and then he's like yo fuck this old version I want the fucking Ma- new 2.0 Dad even think of that you have to dump the mom first yeah you gotta dump the mom be like yo I want the newer version of you fuck this god damn <laughs> talk about <laughs> optimizing love yo that is fuck yo I as a mom, imagine how you feel. You're like, what? You stop digging me down to dig down my and daughter. And you have
1: family suppers, and imagine. I,
0: and I have to be like accepting of this because
1: yeah. I want to support my daughter. <laughs> oh my
0: god! You're
1: so confused. Unless you get a huge divorce and you get a huge sell- settlement, you know? To look yeah. away to way. Lo- yeah, take my daughter, give me 100 mil. That is so… As a man, I don't know how you maneuver in a suave way
0: to make that Oh happen. yeah, for
1: sure he has like, a mustache. For sure, 100%. <laughs> he has a, one of those long ones. And he's like, follow me, young lady. I will show you the way. Yeah, sit on my lap. Let's watch TV together. So what do you like to do for… Okay, let's stop there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stop
0: there. Yeah, We Um, we,
1: we go off the rails. (laughs) um, What's the first thing you think of every morning? Is it like, oh, the video? Like, oh, the thing I have to do? Yeah, do you have Um, routines?
2: I try… So… I try not to. So, you know, I I tried music for a long time, right? To a point where I had goals, which I was constantly not achieving. And it started… And it turned something that was a passion for me into a burden, into a stress. And I started hating music for it. Mm. I f- That happened to me in the past. You know where you put so much pressure pressure on yourself to succeed at something that you start hating the very thing that you loved in the beginning. And, yeah. and f- when I when I dove into that project, I promised myself I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put so much pressure on Which myself. Which project? The video? The YouTube. The video His, YouTube yeah. Yeah. His new YouTube channel. I even told myself like, hey, I'm not going to make money for two years. It's fine, yeah. And it's fine. It's fine because it needs to be fun. I have a girlfriend who's going to pay for everything. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to be fun. Speaking
0: of money, you dropped a video that got a million views. What does the money look like behind a million dollar hit?
2: Hey man. So I wish I could tell you. you. I wish… I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? (laughs) I don't know because the USC claims revenue. Off your video? Yeah. Oh, uh, make- because they took the copyrights. So here's the thing: they man. must
1: make so much bank. So many people. Are because you use UFC the footage of the UFC.
2: Yeah. Ah. Oh. Hey, you know, I would love to sit here and like victimize myself for it, but but, 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 but some the good UFC footage. the UFC puts that disclaimer at the start of every single piece of content that they make. What's and, the like,
1: disclaimer look like? Copy. This is copy- It's
2: like yeah, you can't use any of this. It's, uh, it's protected by Zufa. And so I can't like see this, take their content and be like complaining about it. Yeah. I knew the rules of the game going in. And How much
1: percentage did they take? They took 100%. Everything.
0: He dropped a video that got a million dollar, a million views and got nothing in return.
1: And how much would a million dollars? But it's uh, not true. I got views.
2: nothing. It's not not true. I got nothing. Ad revenue, not even. I, not in terms of money, but ad like ad I get, revenue? I get, I get an audience. I get people yeah. come across the content that I form a relationship with, and yeah. I'm in this for the long term. Yeah, yeah. yeah but right? that's
1: not money, bro.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but I can't worry that much about money right now. First, I wasn't worried. Uh, I didn't expect to make money for two years. What I wanted was an audience. What what I wanted was people who would watch my content and be like, "Yo, every single piece of content that this guy makes makes me feel strongly, makes me feel good." Yeah. And my long term goal is making movies. So the day, let's say, I release a movie, man, I, I don't want people to think twice about it. They'll be like, "No, I'm Yo, going to the movie yeah, theater yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. watching this what this guy is doing."
1: This is a Patrick Gavia piece, bro. we I feel inside. like a, I feel like you have like the passion of a of a musician. <laughs> you know? Like I'm just going to give it my all man until I die, dude. But, but it's like it's like musicians are like that, I feel, you know? Like yeah. very very passionate about their work. Just creative people probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, but
2: you know? also, you know, the the UFC claims the ad revenue, but you I'm asking myself, "Hey, I got people's attention. There are other ways you can, you know, make a living off of that."
0: I'm surprised the UFC didn't reach out to you cuz I've seen better storytelling done through you than through the UFC. Mm-hmm. about the same fighters. I was like, oh shit, he's hitting it on an angle that I've actually like never heard
1: Yeah, but of. maybe the UFC doesn't want all that attention on certain aspects of fighters' life because it is a promotional company at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, they, they want to market it properly. But the fact that he hits it on an angle that's almost more authentic to the actual fighter or yeah, the person… Yeah, it's, but
1: it's, it's like… But you know, for example, the Khabib Putin thing… The UFC didn't make a thing about it, you know. What yeah, I'm they, saying? Can't, they, they can't. They can't because they don't want to, right? They can't so, like, touch politics. So, like the UFC is all about like certain angles, things like that, you know. If the UFC would approach you and and to ask you to make content for them, but to change your like your I guess, artistic integrity, I guess, yeah, would you do it? I never do it. You wouldn't do it. Let's the, change you, change my artistic integrity, meaning like uh, change that the type of content that you make to more tailor better no. to
2: their. Audience. No. So I… You know I liked my job that I left. You know? <laughs> I wasn't making a bad salary. I was making a decent salary. I didn't leave a job to mm. start doing this. To this, take yeah, another exactly, job. Exactly. Yeah. Like no. Now… But
1: I, at the, the the old job… This is Goldcast. Don't yeah. you… Uh, you were the first employee there. Yeah. So it's almost like you started the business.
0: He did. He was the lead content creator for Goldcast. He, he made Goldcast at the beginning. That so must fine. have
1: given you enough confidence to just like… Do it. You know? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, i I'm I'm able to build content from the ground up, and because GoCast, this is a multi million follower company. Yeah, 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 Like I don't know when you started the company. Were they like? Did, did you guys have an office in the old port?
2: We what had an, an office. office at WeWork. WeWork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Which is in the old port?
2: No, it was uh, Place Ville Downtown. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, because because yeah.
1: because then, then the office was in the old port. No, am I getting am, am I mistaking with no, somebody else?
0: No, old port is something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay no, okay, it's okay, not okay. this. Oh, okay, 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 go. Okay, okay. But yeah, and then he was dropping hits like millions of views. Like he had videos with over a hundred million views. What was the biggest hit you ever cut for them?
2: Two hundred million. I think. two hundred million. I got two. Was it the? But, but that's the thing that I realized. Right is after a few years there, I realized that uh, I had a few billion views behind the belt. Yeah, yeah, under the belt, yeah, for but sure. But nobody knew who you were. Me. Yeah. And so how can I how can I improve in the industry if nobody knows my work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody associates my work with my person, you know? And uh, it's funny cuz I was at that point I was reading a, the biography of Steven Spielberg and it's crazy man, like Steven Spielberg if you think about like people who are at the top of that industry, the legend level, Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg, man… When he was like 21, 22… Would already be working, right? Making movies in Hollywood… But would constantly lie about his age. So he would make the papers. So everything he did would look more impressive. Oh, so then he it would was, downplay it. Yes, he would downplay… No, he it, would be like… He would be 24… Would 21. make that movie… And then release to the papers that he was actually 22. So yeah. he would look like this prodigy. Yeah, and yeah, he was yeah. a prodigy by, is, by all means. This is, yeah, before, it, it this is before,
1: it's before Google… You know? Because yeah, 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 now you're just like… The only person… The only yeah. way you can know is by looking at your birth certificate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 fucking yeah. nuts, dude. Now you can be like… Sam Pool, age. do give me your address. And yeah. your mom's name.
0: For <laughs> the people that are wondering… I'm actually 23. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this guy's a prodigy. You're the next best The next gang. podcast yeah. prodigy.
2: Yeah. It goes
1: anyway. Gavia Sam Poor <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool boy. It, it made me realize… Because also he had a big argument when he was young with the head of Universal. And the head of Universal was telling him… Yo… You're in the universal business. So you do things like we expect you to. And Steven Spielberg replied, I'm in the Steven Spielberg business. Oh, big man. And That's big I was stuff. like, man, this guy from a very young age knew what he wanted, but also was very aware of the narrative that surrounded his name. And it just it just shows you that people who come at the top, man, like everything is calculated. Like they know what they are doing. It's not all chance. It's I, not all luck.
1: You know, it's, it's not… I, I don't think it's that calculated. I think it's a lot of like, those legends, what you hear is like, they don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like as an artist, when you start getting into the music, or sorry, just the entertainment industry, and you start getting a job, you're like, oh shit, I like the money. So like, let me just do whatever they want me to do real quick Mm -hmm. to make more of this money. You know what I'm saying? But like, people that really don't give a fuck they'll be like, Universal tells me like, hey, yo, pool boy, like you have to do this and this because we gave you the money. I'd be like, and let's say pool boy says, go fuck yourself. This is the pool boy show. I'm a big man. And like, and I, after years of doing this, maybe, maybe with a little bit of luck, some, someday maybe people might be like, oh yeah, this guy really never gave a fuck and he had like the, you know, and maybe someday people will I'll write books about it, you know? But I feel like it can't be that calculated because like there's like too much risk involved, you know? It's like... It's not calculated because it's it's a huge gamble. You
2: know? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm… Yeah. I don't… I, I feel like people that are just like…
0: like. Did you watch the documentary of Kanye? Donda on Netflix? It's
2: I haven't yet. Beautiful. I hear it's really good.
0: It's really good. But it's just a man who's completely driven and convinced that he makes the best music. Mm-hmm. You know? And he has an accident and then he's like, Yo, 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 I have an idea. and I have, I have an idea.
1: Doodoo barb!
0: <laughs> Through the wire, dun, 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 dun. Deer, deer, dee, dee. that was it. That was his hit. That Which was his come-out song. And,
1: and the original is actually Alhamdulillah. People don't know this, but People fun fact. People don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So just having that drive and being like, yo, I know I got something special mm-hmm. in me. But how many so in hindsight you could be like, oh, that was calculated. But it's just the like, yo, I have a burning fire desire in my in my stomach to make this podcast pop and it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then you could you could in hindsight you could be like, oh, okay, well, yo, that was calculated.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like it's yeah. But it's
0: just the feeling that he had a name. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna be the fucking world-class movie director. I don't give a fuck. And he's
2: like
1: super religious too,
0: right? So like what movie did he do, Steven Spielberg? What are the what are his top hits?
2: Jaws, Close J- Encounters, oh, The Third oh, Kind, okay. Schindler's List, oh. uh, Color Purple, uh, Indiana Jones. You know He's who a I, fucking legend. Yeah, who I, the person
0: I like the most I think is David Finch. David Finch did… Mm, um, Seven. Yes,
2: Seven did. is a great movie. If you go watch the Batman… Like the, the new one… Just watch Seven right before. Oh yeah? Honestly, yeah.
0: Okay, I'll try to do that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's like a lot of Six hours there
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But before
1: yeah. you are seven, watch Lord of the Rings the whole series. <laughs> and then you'll realize what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so you don't have a time frame when it comes to like posting content on your YouTube. You just go with no, like… I like wanna... Whenever
2: it's done, it's done. Yeah. I post a video when I think it's the best it's the I can best. do. Because okay. right now you have five videos. On he's your, at
0: your... 70k uh, followers.
1: When did it pop? It popped, I think with Kobe as
2: Kobe and Mazda and uh, Dustin Poirier, which I posted which a was, week after it started popping,
1: which was this December, like a couple yeah. of month, a couple of months ago, basically. yeah, four months, six months, six months ago. Yeah.
0: So yeah. the longest process of your creative pro- uh, process is the research, the research, the research. So you really dive in, like with books, like yeah. not just yeah, watching videos. Research?
2: So um, right now, I'm working at uh, finding people to help me actually with that process, uh, but how I do my research is, you know, you, you try to come up with stuff that helps you do it faster. So instead of reading books, you're going to go in Audible. You're going to try to find a book. You're going to put it like 1.5 speed. Yeah, when pfft. something is interesting, you're just going to put that… Awesome. Uh, you're going to put that… Uh, ton signal. Like a yeah, Yeah. yeah. yeah the marker. Then when you put the marker, I just write a few words. And then I actually buy the book on a tablet. And I just write the words that happen where my marker was so I can read that paragraph again and put it in the video. Mm. Um, because… 1.5 speed is a genius idea though.
1: I do that a lot with yeah. podcasts too sometimes. <laughs> if, and, if you're do- <laughs> and if you're doing it on YouTube, you
2: can put it at double speed with the subtitles. So if you read and listen at How the do same you time… even…
1: I smoke too much weed for <laughs> that That quick attention room. I'd be like…
2: Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really… The part of the process that you can't skip… Because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass when you edit. If you don't know the story… If there are plot yeah. holes… If you don't know where you're going… It's really going to take you much more time afterwards… Mm-hmm. When you have a first cut and you watch it… And you're like this is shit. It doesn't work. Uh, if you know the story at the tip of your finger… It's much more easier to be mm-hmm. agile. You know… Right. Navigating yeah. that story. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, But it's weird. It's like… uh Part of it is like, yeah, knowing on paper what it is. But another part of it is like fucking dreaming about it. Waking up one morning and feeling like you have an emotional grasp
1: mm-hmm. also yeah, of the yeah, story.
2: Exactly. You need to sleep on it. like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I always do that now. I always sleep on a video edit. Because you cut it the first time, you're like, Oh, uh, this is probably not that great. Uh-huh, Let me yeah. go to bed. Wake yeah, up. Exactly. And like
1: retackle it. I, I feel like I've learned to give my projects like space to breathe. You know, yeah. Be like, hey, yo, how about let's not dive into this too
2: quick? You know, sometimes, sometimes you need time. Sometimes it feels like uh, the story are like all like pieces of bones of a dinosaur, like Mm -hmm. buried in the desert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that some days you're digging, but some days the wind, just blows the sand away, and you're seeing something far, and you're like, "Oh, that's the piece that was yeah, missing." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that happens when you sleep, or just like you hear something on the radio, you see something, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's the piece of the story mm-hmm. that yeah, was yeah, missing." Yeah. It's a weird process. Sometimes doing nothing, just let it and get come to Being you a, yeah, is what exactly. you need to do. Yeah, and
1: you need to keep quiet to be able to listen. You know, yeah, and not just do fake work. You know, you need to give yourself time, breathing time, and uh, thinking time. And be, uh, like, in tune with, like, these things that will maybe happen that will maybe inspire you, you know? Mm -hmm. You need to have your eyes open, you know? It's not sleeping, you know what I'm saying? It's being aware. It's being… It's like, as an artist, you need to live as an artist, you know? Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility to live every single moment of your your life with, like, so much passion. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, your responsibility, I feel. Like… To to, to be creative,
2: to be like… But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know when you… I don't know if you guys ever like shopped for a car. Like and you're like, Oh, I want this car and I want it in that color. Mm -hmm. And then the moment you settle on that, you start seeing that car.
1: Everywhere. Everywhere, Everywhere, yeah.
2: But you realize they were already all there. Mm -hmm. What changed is that it's your brain. It's like you made a decision and now your reality is filtered through that decision. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for, for anything. Like the car is a really obvious example that most people have experienced. But once, let's say, you settle on a story or on a certain aspect or a certain mindset or something that you're trying to accomplish, then your reality shifts a little bit and you start being in tune with things you haven't seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, as you said, it's just leaving your eyes open and it's like, like um, seeing reality through that new perspective. Exactly.
1: It's like uh, when, when we started this podcast… It's like you just. I we just had to start it, and then I just became like hyper aware of like topics that we could talk about, mm-hmm. things, videos to react to, ideas for the setup, things like that. But I would have never been in tune like that if I hadn't just like if we hadn't just like jumped in and 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 also like what you were mentioning before, don't try to swim towards your objective. Go with the flow. Start the thing. See where it yeah. takes you. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, congratulations on the 60K uh yeah. followers. I, I hope you give really this cool. podcast a shout out. <laughs> Somehow. Like,
0: I will. Before I, will. I continue with Habib and Putin. Yeah. yeah. Check Make this sure video you out. Like... <laughs> and we'll give you like 20 bones or something. <laughs> <laughs> I go in depth about storytelling in this latest podcast that I did at the Pool Boy Show.
1: Exactly. You'd My be, story.
0: You'd be stupid to not click on this link below. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug.
1: <laughs> <A> shameless <laughs> a, plug on shim- your own, own podcast, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: um, okay, cool, man. So, uh, okay, so next video is Khabib Putin, which is a uh, very very touchy right now, obviously with the all the war and everything that's happening, which is scary as fuck, bro. Did you guys hear that the nuclear plant in Europe got hit by some shots of Russia? No.
1: Which yeah, but is it's uh, terrifying. It's, it's bro. in Ukraine, the the power plant. No.
0: I think it might be in Ukraine. Cause I I heard like Russia by sure. accident like like were shooting towards it. I don't know if they. I they hope it's hit, by accident.
1: They hit a, a a nuclear power plant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Ukraine, and they, apparently none of the the reactors have been.
0: Yeah, hit. apparently, apparently, but apparently. It's, but they say whatever the fuck
1: they want, really.
0: Yeah, we we wouldn't even know if it's true. We wouldn't even know if it's propaganda. Yeah, it's true. Um, but the thing is, apparently, it's ten times bigger than Chernobyl. So if that shit was to go off, bro, we'd be fucked, bro. Like forget your dreams and aspirations about storytelling, bro. You gotta pack your bags and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you gotta yo make a sandwich, you can put it in your backpack, and yo, let's like we're leaving. Let's move. Let's we bro, move. Bro, bro, I don't know where the fuck we're going, but that everybody's going
1: to LA. Everybody's yeah. going to LA.
0: That'd be so devastating. Yeah. But it sucks, man. It sucks for Ukraine is that yo, they had dreams and aspirations like us. They had to pack the bags and fucking dip. Yeah. And as a man, and like you get to the train, you're like, I'm gonna go with my wife. They're like, no, here's the AK. You're going back in there. You're like you get an AK, you're like, shit, I'm an IT guy. I don't know how to yeah. fucking shoot a gun, but I'd shoot
1: myself in the leg. 100%. I'd be like, I did boo-boo and my leg, anything, go home now.
0: Oh, that's how you would sabotage the system? Shoot myself in the foot. You wanna fight with us? So Patrick Hell and nah. I get a
1: fucking AK? Shit, I have a podcast to <laughs> do. Sorry, I'm busy. E-E-E, got busy, gotta go.
2: Yo. It's crazy because because you you hear about war through time and you realize how much you know rich people whatever government benefited from from dudes like us yeah. you know going to war and you're like well if it would be my turn I would be smart and I wouldn't engage with something that's gonna make other people rich but then you hear about stories like Ukraine and there's something that it it taps taps into you that you be like yeah fucking defend everything every single fucking loved one, I'd defend my family. I would go to the front to defend that. There's like something deeper within you that it triggers.
1: I feel like a lot of white people have been triggered by the Ukraine thing. You know? Like a lot of white people have been like, oh shit, bro, this European civilized
0: country country is getting attacked.
1: Is getting attacked. But like, uh, I feel like there wasn't that much sympathy when like, I don't know, Iran... Or Iraq, Iraq,
0: Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen. Yeah, even
1: Iran.
0: It happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. everywhere, But yeah, it was kind of sad to be like, okay, the people don't stand behind uh, unfair wars when it's like brown people or black people. It's just unfortunate. But the Ukraine thing is still sad. It's still sad as fuck. It's super
1: sad. Even I felt a certain type of way, you know? Like I felt, I definitely felt a certain type of way. But then I I realized like it's going to take me four days and I won't give a fuck anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's how we're just... That's how we're... No, but you, I think what you're trying to say is not that you
0: won't will care anymore. No, I won't you, give a fuck, you, dude. You, you, I won't, you can't be conditioned to be sad all the time. Honestly, you can't be like, I, oh. felt,
1: I felt like Patrick was saying that moment of like pure passion. You know, when, I, when it first happened, I was listening to the news and stuff and I was like, these motherfuckers, man, I dare you. I dare you to come to Montreal, man. I'm going to show you peace of my mind. <laughs> but like i know for a fact like 15 minutes later i was probably in the bas- bathroom masturbating you know or smoking a joint or something like that <laughs> just not giving a fuck is what i'm trying to say
2: there's there's something that i've been really realizing and and covid help covid helped with that and even this war is that people really respond to the narrative to the main narrative yeah. that is established yeah but you know you talk about there's propaganda in russia there's and now they're, Ukraine and Russia are giving different numbers to mm-hmm. the world about how successful they are, right? And you're like, who, who are we believing in there? Yeah. And who we're believing is most often like our own sources of journalism here. But then you're like, if there's propaganda everywhere else in the world… Why wouldn't it be? There's, there's propaganda here. And yeah. nobody, nobody ever know or are aware that they're, they're under the influence yeah, exactly. of propaganda. And it makes you fucking question every single thing that mm-hmm. you hear. Which is actually, I think, a good thing. Well, you most know? people don't.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, most people don't see
0: it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, no. A most lot of people, people just, are just subscribe like- to the narrative. They don't have time to think. A lot of people, the most majority of people, I feel like they just subscribe to the narrative. Like for instance, like I was completely against the lockdowns, but I sounded like a conspiracy theorist when the lockdowns were happening. I said, "I'm like, yo, bro, we, we should just wear a mask and keep it moving." It's
1: a scary time, bro, to,
0: to be to have different opinions. The people that spoke against lockdowns were deemed crazy conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But only now we're like, okay. We completely forgot about COVID-19 because the world told us to stop paying attention to it and focus on Ukraine. It's just like it doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. Even even the words… It's fucking weird, dude. Are we fucking… Is this the matrix? No, it's like… It feels like a mass like hypnosis. People are subscribing to these fucking narratives to the point where… You could literally tell them whatever the fuck… And they're gonna, most people are going to subscribe to it, you know? You could literally tell them. Especially with all this fake information as well, you know? Like, people are saying, oh, Ukraine is defending itself properly and stuff. But it's like, that's just a narrative that the NATO countries want you to know because they don't want you to know that Russia is actually, like in control of the situation, potentially, you know what I'm saying? But at the same
0: time, in Russia's defense, they're like, yo, like we don't want missiles all over our borders, bro. And we know Ukraine was going to be the next country to be swallowed up by NATO, which is a bunch of European countries, uh, America, Canada, I believe, and like Britain. And maybe France. There's a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. France and There's like a, a, a few others. I think
1: Tunisia, in Tunisia, I think. I'm not I, sure. I, I don't know.
0: I don't think African. I think it was European countries. African but anyways, countries. they're like all trying to surround Russia. And then Russia's like, okay, yeah, this is where we draw the line. Like, you're not going into Ukraine. We're going but into exactly,
1: Ukraine. Exactly. But you see, that's a narrative that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. That's Russia's perspective. But obviously, nobody wanted the war. Like, nobody on earth wanted the war. What's fascinating to me is like, yo, you could be a Russian billionaire like Putin. You can like just… Get on a yacht. Get whoever you want on this yacht. Hang out with the most beautiful models in the world. But you're like, fuck it. Let's go to war.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. But fuck it. I'm not going to war. He's not going to war. He's going to go with you on his yacht if ever there's nuclear warfare. He's going to be in the sky in his private jet, bro. He's going to bring whoever the fuck he wants. He told his nuclear people to be on high alert. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, bro? Or also, what he he told, like, uh, the world… Like you guys are gonna see something that you've never seen before. oh no, 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 no. he said whoever intervenes, whatever outside yeah. like,
0: a country intervenes, you'll you'll get backlash, get the... a devastating response. That's gonna be the worst response you've ever seen yeah, in your some... history in history, like history. Like
1: that. yeah, bro, yeah, like, like, how how before? is that not nuclear warfare, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, NATO, man, like uh, yeah, I feel like these borders it's it's I think it's kind of foolish to believe that. There's not going to be any more wars. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing that's going to be. There's less of them. There's less people dying every year. Like you know,
0: I, I hope so. Yeah. But
1: yeah, like compared to like a thousand years ago, there's much less people yeah. dying every day. You know, because of warfare and stuff. But like it's it's foolish to believe that there's the war is going to stop. You know, because Ukraine. What do you think is going to happen, bro? The NATO trying to get into Ukraine. Ukraine's down. Russia. Uh, Ukraine used to be part of Russia, right? Yeah. What the fuck do you think is going to happen,
0: bro? Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I just hope uh, it doesn't uh, escalate. That, that's all I'm praying for, personally. I don't know why I want it to stop, obviously, like everybody else. But if it escalates, bro, because US is in position. They're damned if they do. it, They're damned if they don't. Like, you do you protect them? Do you not protect them? Like, what, what the fuck do you do? What I
1: find fascinating is the amount of, like, propaganda on, like, TikTok and on Instagram and all these, like, Platforms like I, am getting suggested videos of, oh look at this, uh, fighter jet, uh, shooing away a Russian fighter jet, and it's like a video game, but like or like a or like a a, a a jet pilot simulator, you know. But it looks so real that people it gets shared millions of views. Go Ukraine! I know you guys were able to do it. Yeah, Ukraine. But it's a fucking fake footage. and like, who the hell is posting this? You know. Like, like people, fa- farms, bro. Like Russia is like the number one propaganda machine. And I don't even know who, who's doing this propaganda. It could be it, it could also be the NATO countries, you know? But, but I don't know. Um,
0: if we were better at scheduling, we would have scheduled Patrick to come on the show tomorrow night when Masvidal and Kobe are fucking fighting. That would have been fucking good. Oh, it that's... would have been a first fight companion that we keep telling ourselves that we're going to do. If we just take a little look at the UFC schedule, we could have booked it at the different time. God damn it. He became famous because of that fucking video. And the All fight right. was tomorrow night.
1: Well, we're gonna do a fight companion and we're gonna pop off.
0: Um, predictions. Kobe. Kobe. Oh yeah. I like to think that Masvidal is gonna get just it's gonna be a I, boring fight. No, the, the thing the thing about Masvidal is he has creativity on his side. He gets taken down bro. He get- will get taken down. There's no doubt about and that. Not Kobe's, the, Kobe's the better wrestler. And he's going to wrestle him down. And he also uh, has better cardio. Yeah. I feel like Kobe's going to put a crazy pace on him.
1: Yeah. 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 But- I wonder what the odds are. What the official odds are.
0: But I like to think that Masvidal is going to pull a surprise. I know
1: everybody likes to think that. I want to think that. Also, what I think is completely insane is the fucking picture they decided to take from Masvidal. Or like the the edit, you know, the Photoshop edit of Masvidal's… Abs? Yeah, his whole jawline, everything, bro. He looks like a Greek god, bro. This guy, he doesn't look like that. He probably has a beer belly drinking fucking tequila all day or some shit.
0: Yeah, like Kobe was talking shit. He's like, yo, your fucking abs were fucking uh photoshopped. photoshopped.
1: But yo, more than the abs, bro. He looks like a completely different person.
0: He looks like he's… They, probably the guy who was doing it overdid it. He's like, well, oh, I got this UFC gig.
1: Watch this. You can't tell me that the whole UFC staff saw that and was like… Perfectly fine. I don't see anything wrong with this. You know what I'm saying? But maybe the UFC they're staff… Maybe the UFC staff is so
0: disconnected… And they're like… Uh, like uh, they don't like care that much about Masvidal. They're like, Oh, the poster looks good. Yeah, you should totally post it. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I like that guy. Nice hat. It, yeah. it, 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 it's just… A, it's like a soccer mom that does like HR or something. She's like, Oh, Josh, you did great. Do you… Really do
1: like, <laughs> you know like, like… HR jokes. I love… Them. Do you think… Um, this is going to beat pay-per-view?
0: Records,
1: mm, I don't know. I I I just think it's so corny. Like Two old friends become worst enemies on UFC.
0: What but is it, 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 it it is a true story in a way because Kobe was told that yo if he continues his ways that he's gonna get cut from the UFC and his ways was that he was a boring fighter like people wouldn't tune into his fights so he had to become this villain and start mm. talking
2: shit. Like Kobe… Yeah. What Kobe is doing is definitely an act… But the beef between the two of them… That's where I'm not sure. That's real bro. I, saw, I listened to the press conference… Yeah. And it was huge. No but the press conference was super theatrical. Yeah. Like the way they were whispered to each other… While yeah, they yeah. was the answering… Mic. It felt a bit too much. Yeah. That really… After I saw that… I told my girlfriend that like, I think it's… I think it's made up. I don't think it's real. I think they're faking. And we'll see after the fight… Depending on how the fight ends… What they do once the fight is over… They fucking hug it out until like.
1: I think they're gonna hug it out. Yeah, I don't know. they, they I won't even have a choice to hug it out because the, because the fight is gonna end and Kobe's gonna be hugging Masvidal on the no, ground. No, but they might That's try how to the set fight up. It's gonna end and go.
2: Beep. Okay, good fight, boys. Get up. If it doesn't end with a knockout, they might try to set up yeah. the next one or the, the trilogy. Like nope. Co- Covington is super smart because he's already setting up the fight against Dustin Poirier while promoting this one. Yeah. You know, that's what he's doing. I don't. I don't think Dustin Poirier would get into that, but he's already saying like, "Oh, I'm the father of your daughter," and calling yo, him Kobe out. Kobe is
1: on a different level when it comes to trash talk. Bro. He's yo. He's, he's like uh, his coaches.
0: Like, his coaches are Brazilian, and he keeps calling Brazil a dumb. Yeah, I know. I and know. His coaches are Brazilian. Yeah. Like, How do you get and away? With really
1: that? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's fucking wild. Yeah. It's crazy what money's gonna do to people, man. But um, he probably told his coaches, "Like, yo, I'm just gonna talk shit." Of okay? course, of course. And like, they're, and his coaches are down because they're
0: getting paid. They're getting paid. More. But apparently, Kobe's not getting any pay per view touch on this one. Apparently, is
1: Masvidal. He's getting a flat rate.
2: Yeah, he is. It's probably something they negotiated in their contracts. Of course,
1: right? Masvidal, bro. That's that's the thing. He's a star, even though he's not like he's not. He's 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 game obviously, but like he's not uh I don't think he'll ever yeah I think Kobe Covington definitely has a more of a title shot. Hasn't he already had two title yeah. shots? Col- they Colby? both had
2: two against Usman.
1: Masvidal had two. Yeah, true. he took he it the,
2: the first one, he took it like last minute after six days and basically spent the entire f- like fight getting his toes stumped. Like yeah. Usman would keep on fucking stumping yeah. his toes, and then Masvidal said like, if you give me a full camp, I'm going to destroy this guy. And he got knocked out. Yeah, yeah. you know like, That's
0: crazy that he got knocked out in the second fight. He got he...
2: knocked the yeah.
0: fuck out. It was such a piston. It was just like… And yeah.
2: that's what I'm wondering for this, for this fight is because Masvidal never got knocked out in his entire career. That was the first time he got fucking knocked Yay. out. And coming back from that, that's a big question mark. Because you can only take so many punches like that. Yeah, you become you more know? fragile. Like Kobe Covington never got knocked out. That means like in your career, you probably got only a few of those that you can take before it only takes like, you know, I was playing football before, right? And uh, I got hit fucking super hard and got a few concussions. But the last, the last concussion I got at college level was at a, like no contact practice. We only had fucking helmets. And just a small bump, boom, got concussed right there. That's when I decided to stop. I was like, shit, the wind blows too hard and I get concussed. Mm-hmm. Like you get super fragile, so I can only imagine, man. Fuck. Man. You're getting punched in the face not only at the event, but while you're practicing. You know, you, you, you do boxing, right? Yeah, 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 it hurts. Like when you
0: spar, if, sometimes you get stung. You get like, Bing! but yeah. the thing is, I wonder, do you get a concussion each time you get knocked out?
2: Or yeah. no, not necessarily. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Okay, you sure? You, I'm
2: pretty. Sure, no, I thought you could get knocked out and not get a concussion. I'm pretty sure getting knocked out is like the most extreme form of a concussion. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. There's only one way to figure it out. Yeah. Ask Siri, boys. So
0: a concussion happens when your brain hits your skull, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Or I think it's like the 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 the, there's like fluid between your skull and your brain to uh, make it softer,
2: you know, like to not have it slosh around everywhere. Yeah. That's what's scary about brain injuries is that still to this day we know so little. We can't even detect CTE before someone is dead. What's CTE? It's uh, oh, yeah, the brain thing. brain damage that… Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the letters stand for. But your brain cells… Basically, when they cut your brain wide open… They see that there are areas of your brains that were like completely dead oh, or man, inactive. You know? And me personally, that's something I'm worried about. You know, because it's something that degrades over time. So football players or whatever, boxers in their 40s and 50s, they're going to develop dementia, Alzheimer's. They're going to become more aggressive. Depression. Suicide. People kill themselves. You know, like NFL linebacker junior, see how, like killed himself by shooting himself with a shotgun in the chest. Not in the head because he wanted people to study his brain. To figure out what was wrong, you know. Wow. But that's what's scary when you've practiced contact sports. Is like you won't figure that out. You can't. Teach-
1: and why did he kill himself? Because he was depressed.
2: Yeah, because
0: people you feel depressed. You don't understand why. Yeah. Or you can't focus, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck's happening in my brain, bro? And nobody knows what's wrong with you. Fuck. That's a miserable fucking living. Like. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You're not down for How that. How to die for science, bro? That's like, that's like beautiful. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, that's why I have no interest in
2: fighting. Like sometimes my coach is like, "Yo, you are going to get in there." I'm like, it's funny cuz I started boxing like a few months back oh, yeah? and and I don't want to I don't want to spar also. Oh, I don't want to no get sparring. punched. I don't oh, want to okay. get punched in the face cuz I'm up, like I got too many concussions already, but you fucking want to. Like when you start just throwing punches and we do like lower body like sparring, but sometimes I'm afraid of like somebody fucking challenging me and just be like cuz I know I'd fucking say yes.
1: The thing is, uh, do the guys at your gym go hard in sparring? And Spartan? then, the, and then the guy that you say yes, he goes. <sighs> <and> they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do the guys go hard at your sparring? Uh,
2: no, not really.
1: Exactly.
0: Like me too. Like guys don't go crazy hard. Sometimes you get you get stung. Sometimes I get stung by girls because I like underestimate. I'm like, oh, what you're gonna, push? you know? They're like hundred pounds, but yo, the girls when once their technique is good, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. Like even a hundred twenty pound girl could like so hurt good. you.
1: What's good technique?
0: Like throwing a proper punch with the proper weight, body weight movement. So what is it?
1: It starts with like your hips.
0: Yeah, it's essentially it's like like turning your body with, with your with your arms. So like this. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like yeah, there's exercises where it's like yo, pretend like you're hitting with your fucking, uh, you know. So you really you're really putting your weight into the. How am I doing, Coach? <laughs> am I winning this round? Don't fuck with me, man. Take this, I can go Take Super,
1: sa- <laughs>
0: Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. <laughs> so yeah, technique, t- technique over everything. But uh, speaking of sparring, I'm gonna go to sparring tonight. Hopefully, I don't get fucking concussed with all this concussion talk we've been. Get your about. ass whooped. Get my ass whooped. Get your it humbles ass. you, bro. It's good for you. I think everybody needs ass whooping. Sometimes you. You know, jujitsu does that really well. Ju- yeah, jujitsu humbles the shit out of you, yeah. bro. You want to get humble? You go to jujitsu.
1: You do jujutsu. So you do the jiu yeah. After jubes? it was
2: clear that my channel was gonna be like mostly MMA focused, I was like, I need to put myself through the kind of training that those guys go through, just because I don't want to be one of those journalists that like criticizes those guys without ever experiencing like oh. fucking twenty five percent the kind of things that they go through. Yeah. You know? And at the same time, I was like, it's gonna make my storytelling better. You know. Jiu-jitsu- sure, but yeah. it's like it's like the
1: guy, uh, the UFC journalist who always gets the first question. You
2: yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about? John Morgan? Morgan? I don't know what his name is,
1: but uh doesn't look like he does much of anything, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he is- look like yeah he I he mean, they, they don't
2: have to, right? Like, you don't need to make but movies. But this guy gets
1: the first question, bro. Yeah, Like, he doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. I guess he does his research and stuff, and I love him. But I'm just like you could
0: be extremely informed, but yeah. yeah, there's something about experiencing it, which is like experimental journalism, like which is what he's doing. He's like really diving in and like it's true, getting a feel of it. Yeah, um, yeah, man.
2: And uh, so I, when I decided to do that, I signed up for boxing and jujitsu. Then everything closed down because of the restrictions, oh, okay, yeah. and then I decided to just focus because jujitsu, man, it's it's, it's fascinating because. It's learning, literally learning a new language. And you have to do your homework like outside of class. Yeah. You have to learn that language, learn the moves. Uh, and it, I was like, I need to focus 100% on jujitsu once I get started. So I'm finishing boxing next month and then I'm going to start jujitsu full time. Okay, nice. Shit. Yeah. Adele, too, uh, wants, uh, wants yeah. to. You know. Once upon a time. Yo, once I thought I was in shape. Right? Because I was doing boxing and we do a lot of cardio in boxing. And I'm always like, I'm always, ah, it's fine, it's easy, you know? And then you show up at jujitsu. Yeah, it's and you're like, it's a completely different kind of strength and workout. I was completely dead. Like, couldn't keep going halfway through the class. And the worst thing is you're out of breath, you're dead, and you're getting fucking strangled on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah, like it's super scary. Sometimes yeah. there's
0: a guy laying on top of me. He's heavier, bro. And his shirt is on my face. I can barely <laughs> breathe. I'm just all, and like… And I have a mouth take guard. Take
1: me now. Take me, <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and I had a mouth guard. And uh, as of late, I've been just vaping heavily. But there's a, I had a jujitsu session I talked about last time. I was just like, yo, I need to stop vaping, bro, for a bit. Yeah, so you don't have your vape? I don't have my Shit. vape. Shit. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, good on you, man. Yeah, yeah. Things are changing. Um, but it's fun. It's fucking fun. I I went last You're night. Your blue
2: belt now?
1: No. Yeah, blue belt. Yeah, nice. yeah. What does it go? White, white, blue, oh,
0: purple, brown, black.
1: Damn. Yeah. So like, like realistically, to get your black, how many?
0: Uh, like on average, I would say it's like a ten year journey to get your black belt, depending on how like good you are. Like uh, the current black belt, the, the, there's some black belts. I my gym that got it in less than that. You could get it. In, and do like, you think they years, deserve it? Five years. Yeah. They go to competition and they whoop the ass of like other black belts from other gyms, and like, Shit. okay you, you deserve it,
1: you know. So, how many black belts do you have to whoop to get your black belt? I don't think it goes like that. It just, it just the, the let sensei, me ask the question again. How many black belts must you have to whoop to get your black belt? Black builds, is that what you said? Black belt. I mean, oh, okay. I said builds. <laughs> I heard builds.
0: Um, yeah, it really depends on the sensei or the og or the master. Or are the, there people the, the that instructor. Like, are
1: there people that give like okay, th- th-
0: this is the thing about jiu jitsu, okay? You could go at a um. A soccer mom jiu jitsu class where they give you, they, they, they hand out black belts because you've been there for like eight months, you know? It's like, good job, Lemmy boy, you got your black belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gyms like that. There's like Fugazi gym like that. And then there's like real, real gyms, you know? So there's, there's two different breeds of jiu jitsu gyms, you know?
1: There's the fake so, shit in the, is there like a. A, uh, or, uh, an organism that, that takes care of like making sure that the black belts are no, actually no, black belts? not necessarily why not? I feel that's the thing, they should happen.
0: But, mm-hmm. but there's no metric to be like, oh, this guy's officially black belt, it's just that somebody believes that you're good enough
1: to, you know, beat other black belts. Like, I'm sure, like, there's footage of like black belts getting whooped by purple belts,
0: yeah, there is, like, uh. We yeah, like I, I, I fought a black belt for my Jiu Jitsu channel and like uh you know, like our gym was more experienced than their gym. I could tell that. Cause usually a black belt could would run through me. Like like I a part of me felt like I was just gonna get destroyed on camera and like not publish the video, you know? <laughs> but it was a draw. So I was like, yo, a draw for me is a win. You, you know? got to draw with the I, black belt. I got from another a, gym.
1: A, a soccer mom
0: jujitsu. A soccer mom oh. jujitsu. You know, black. You know. Gym, yeah. Shout out, Andrew. Man, forgive me, but um, yeah, you exactly. should have whipped me, though.
1: You should have whipped yeah. me. Maybe Do you think maybe he went easy on you because he knew the camera was on. Maybe
0: some, some some people could argue that, but you guys could watch the clip on my YouTube channel, Sam Ashman.
1: Shameless plug. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Maybe he went easy. Maybe uh, I am more voluptuous and muscular than people. Yeah. Think. Maybe you're just a real man. Maybe yeah. Maybe I was younger and uh, age difference. I don't know.
1: So you stopped vaping because you're like, yo, I I can't. I can't.
0: It's not that I stopped vaping. My vaping ran out last Uh, night.
1: The
0: truth come (laughs) out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to come out as this like super disciplined person, but I did. So I was
1: wheezing a bit.
0: I did flirt with the idea of doing sober, sober, gang, gang, gang until June first, until the, the music festival starts, because there's nothing I love better than drinking at a music festival. But yeah. man, it's fucking beautiful, like Oshaga, whatever, and like it's magical. And there's like a girl in a mermaid costume, not mermaid costume, but like, like with barely anything on that just pulls up next to you out of nowhere while you're listening to music. Mm. Just so beautiful, mm-hmm. magical moments. And You like Corona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know, man. And Montreal, we live for that summer moments. Like, there's like two months of magical moments of like summer in Montreal and we suffered the whole year for those magical summer Like right now, if I open the (laughs) (laughs) garage… Yeah, guys. People that are listening to this, man, uh, we appreciate you for joining us. But yeah, we we have to conquer uh, snowstorms, lockdowns, haters, uh, self-esteem issues, (laughs) confidence issues, self-consciousness. What else? Um uh, vaping addiction, va- ad- ad- addiction, uh self-confidence, <laughs> self-confidence again to pull up here and put on a good show, man. So if you're enjoying yourself, please consider subscribing. And uh yeah, okay. What else do you guys want to do? Shameless
1: plug. No, it's fine. It's fine. You can do this with those plugs, it's the pool What, what, you
0: what made do. you feel like, oh shit, I'm ready to do a podcast? Is this your first podcast?
2: This is my first podcast, and I was like, you know, might as well start with the most controversial podcast in yeah. Canada. Yeah, thank you. It's for gonna that. be smooth sailing. Yeah, exactly. From now, on. did yeah, you yeah. Uh, did did a part of you
0: watch this and be like, I'm surprised these guys are not canceled yet? No, is it that bad? It is it that is bad. it? Maybe I'm just being extra about it. like um, super extra. Maybe.
1: Um, we are the most controversial podcast okay. on the internet, but not cancel-worthy.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of Canada, unlike the US, likes to very much so follow the norm and everybody's a cookie-cutter well-behaved person of society and if you have opinions outside of that or if you're on camera you know talking shit talking about taboo topics like drugs, sex, alcohol I don't know politics or whatnot it's like considered like outside the norm and it might be deemed as Haram you might be deemed as like the black sheep of the Canadian online community
2: I personally feel like a lot of this stuff is amplified uh, through what the media is doing so for instance you see a lot of headlines on social media, like "Oh, this happened," and people are offended. Yeah, right? you see that every day. Are the people? But then were. they say you you read the article, and the journalist has only pulled up a few tweets. You know, like five tweets of people who are offended, and that is, then they make that newsworthy. Right? Five wh-
1: tweets on television is a lot of
2: tweets, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of time. It yeah, feels exactly. like it's a lot of people, but actually, maybe there's like a million tweets, and only five are considered backlash and they make that news worthy. Then they post that and then a huge group of people are going to become polarized because of that news, right? And they're going to be like, boom, a little more to the right, a little more to the left. And then probably going to tweet something in response. Then boom, another article and everything gets amplified. So cancel culture and all that stuff, like we make a big fuss about it. We talk a lot about it. I don't think it's as bad. I mean, I don't think people are as offended about everything as we think it is. I think mm. the media picks those people in the margins, mm. right? And they yeah. make that marg- like make those margins like the new normal. Yeah. When if you actually, if you go out in the street, you talk to people, man. Most people are very reasonable and moderate. That's, That's been true. my experience. I, I expected to get a lot of backlash online because of some of the themes, some of the things that I decided to discuss. And… I mean, maybe I haven't like tapped into that segment of the internet yet. I know there are those people out there, but the response has been positive. Like most people, they really understand what it is you're trying to say and they Mm -hmm. don't take offense to most things. Mm -hmm. There's just
1: something about freeform conversation that just like it leaves way to a lot of like uh, innuendo and like people… uh, uh see uh, hearing things a certain type of way whereas yeah. like if you edit a video you know you could really choose exactly what you're going to put in yeah. there blah 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 but sometimes conversations it's like the Joe Rogan thing when they went into his old podcast like 15 years of podcasting i think and like took bits i'm like dude this it's like free free conversation like how much first of all how long must it must have it taken you like yeah. to see all that footage but uh yeah i mean yeah like the, you said you when you speak to people in the street, like I feel that culture doesn't really exist, but I feel like for a year or two before like the term cancel culture was even like a thing it was outrage culture it was dude yeah. like I was afraid, like literally, like especially when you start feeling that age difference, you know that generational gap, you know where like the things that you say offend people, and you're like, yeah, but why, and then you realize that like oh shit, like the I can't even speak to these people about… I don't know. There's like such a different value system sometimes. Yeah, it depends,
0: it depends what you value. Like the whole mask, kids mask, mask days, mandates bro. and policies. Like you either for it or against it. And then it creates like a massive amount of uh, division and but polarizing.
1: For, but for example, like a show like Euphoria, you know, on Netflix. Yeah, did you watch it? Or no? I haven't watched it. I just heard a lot about it. But like, like apparently it's like, you know, rich kids getting high and, and, and having sex
0: basically not necessarily rich but high school kids high
1: school know? kids getting rich good drugs
0: looking. sex it's essentially reflective of the culture and like the online dating and the dynamics that happen in actual in real life rather than this like very well scripted like the grassy clean cut edition of like a little like cute high school drama mm-hmm. you know, this okay, grassy, but, that's,
1: but you see the, the generational gap right there that's the thing It's like we're at a point in society where we feel comfortable talking about these things, you know. But 10 years ago, we weren't, you know. So the narrative is constantly changing. So somebody who's like, I feel like I'm getting closer every day to being that uh, 50-year-old who's just out of touch, you know. You know that family member that it's like, yo, my dad's racist. Like he doesn't know it, but he's actually racist. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what, I'm not. You know, what do you think is gonna be our blind spot? I think it's gonna be like, or has something to do with like the meta-ness. Yeah. Or something to do with like, sex, sex, sexual freedom, something like that. Like, uh, something, uh, you know, uh, se- sexual uh, uh, identity or things like no, that. I feel yeah. that's what it's gonna be for sure. Sure, sure.
0: I think it's gonna be a neural link like uh like the our kids are going like, to like go to their their friends and they're going to be like my dad wants us to take off a neuralink before we go in the
1: house. Oh, like, oh again your dad's and such a And then they
0: take off the chip like, yeah. like it's like I don't want you to be cyborgy at uh, at, at, at the dinner dinner table, table yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. the dinner table, you know. Yeah. So what do you think of cyborgs? For- <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you had the option to put neuralink and you become Patrick 2.0 Storyteller of the Year Award nominee, rather.
1: Do you implant the chip? Like, knowing very well you that you become can more take take it productive. It away. Yeah. But knowing better. that we could take it away at any time.
0: No, knowing that out of nowhere you could have fucking ads running in front of your eyes. Oh, see, that's a good. Yeah. Uh, just like, no, you
1: have to watch. You're like, fuck. It's like you're having a conversation with somebody. It's like, uh, yeah. Sorry, man. Just watching ads right now. <laughs> All right. I'll give
2: you one minute. One minute. One minute. It's <laughs> almost yeah. ah, done. done.
1: Uh, All right. Cool stuff,
2: man. It's a good question because most people would say no. But we're, we're, only, we're already doing that. You know, How many hours a day do you spend looking at your phone? Yeah. Or you screens. Know? Yeah. And your phone is essentially that extension of yourself. That brain chip. You have access to information. Ah, the click of a finger, right? A brain chip will only make that process faster. So, it's like also if you don't have a phone
1: today, you're li- you're considered like you have a lesser shot, you know. Like somebody with a telephone has way more opportunities yeah. than somebody without a phone. The same way that somebody with Neuralink would have way more opportunities or like optimized,
0: you know, performance. Yeah, or, or like somebody with a, a social media account. But one of the happiest person I know, one of my best friends, he, he has zero social media. Oh, you mean B? Yeah, that I guy, mean beep. I guy,
1: yeah.
0: Um, he is one of the happiest dudes I know, and he has so, no social media. Yeah, and, but and he's also kind of dumb. You know, no, I'm joking. That's just <laughs> totally a joke. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like whenever I do delete my social medias and I try to go on this like diet of like no no social media, you sincerely feel like you don't exist. Absolutely. I feel like I don't exist. I'm like. Where am I?
1: And like, if, like, yeah, it's sad. I feel like uh, I woke up a couple days ago kind of like in a bad mood, you know? And then you sent me a text like, Yo, this video went viral on TikTok or whatever. Like semi-viral on TikTok, like one of our clips. And I'm like, yay. Like, I'm happy now, you know? So it's like I'm literally… Dependent, you
0: know? On, on the dopamine hit. On the dopamine Oh, the, but, oh yeah. yeah, but exactly. But I told myself that I have to stop doing that because if you fuel yourself with the dopamine of like getting good comments or like your stuff going viral, then for sure you're going to be affected by the negative. So yeah. If you accept the positive… Accept the negative as well. No, but you're going to get hit also by the negative. So there's going to be days where you're doubting your your, your pursuit of your craft. Someone's going to be like, yo, Fuck you, man. Yo, fuck you, brown boy. Man, fuck you, brown you, Your shit sucks,
1: sh- bitch. Sh- shitty bitch. And I'd be like, you're right. Okay, you're I'm right. Like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. but, but
0: we're headed towards greatness. So can you fucking yeah, chill? Give me
1: a break. Hey, relax. Yeah. Say, Yo, I'm sorry, man. Hey, okay, cool. We're
0: getting somewhere. So now. what do you cool. do? do? Do you take the bump, the dopamine bumps of positivity with the negativity? Or do you Absolute. try to stay neutral? Let's go start with
1: Patrick. I here. will answer this. <laughs> 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 um…
2: I think that to make great art, it has to be a process that is like inside out, not outside in. You know? So I, I would say no, man. I would say… But at the same time, I spend a lot of time reading books. Like inputting a lot of information throughout the day. So uh, probably strategically using it when it matters and tapping out of it.
0: Okay. So, so, so do you have days as a creative where you just like… Today I feel like reading. And just like wake up, coffee and just like…
2: I read every day. So that's how I start each and every single day. Oh, you
0: start your day with reading? Yeah. Oh.
2: Well, I try to start my day… So I try to start my day with like nothing. Right? I just stretch, do some yoga… Because I always feel like if you feel anxiety sometimes… It's because your thoughts don't have any outlet. They need need to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to give rooms for your thoughts to go through your body… And fucking go out Mm before… You know like when you wake up with your Mm alarm… And your alarm is the radio… And from the moment you fucking wake up, you hear the news… Right, And if it's a bad news, well, it starts your day with like bad news, yeah. negativity, and then you never had a chance to set your own pace, your own rhythm to that mm-hmm. day so and then you feel fucking anxiety because yeah. like you never spent one single second of that day listening to yourself mm-hmm. um so you
0: work from home, yeah, and uh you wake up and you is the yoga thing happens when you're in your ideal or does it actually or happen in
1: your office in front of everybody <laughs>
0: yeah. uh do you i do you all like consistently have been doing the yoga or does it happen when you're in your ideal mo- like motivated state every day it does every it does day. happen actually every yeah. day
2: yeah
0: okay, okay so boom first thing yoga
2: I try to do the things that make me feel good like the reading in the morning with the coffee is like my favorite part of the day. Like, I'm going
0: to I'm, I'm switch it up because I was doing my reading at night yeah. but then I read like
1: three pages I'm like, okay. Yeah, care. dude. When I read, it's during the day. Always. Yeah, during Well, it depends what you're yeah. reading.
2: So that's the thing. If I read… Every morning I read about filmmaking or storytelling and it motivates me to get to work. Yeah. But if oh. I read about that before getting to bed… I can't I'll, sleep. Man. I can't sleep because now I'm thinking about yeah. everything. So I actually read fiction before sleeping because it actually get, helps you disconnect with reality so you forget about your problems. You forget about everybody. You dive into that world. That fictional world. Mm-hmm. And it helps you get to sleep. Uh, but in the morning, I read about what, I, what it is I'm pursuing. And it fucking motivates me. And you yeah. feel like you're learning. You
0: know? Okay. I'm taking that away from this podcast.
2: Yeah. It just makes I'm, you too, I'm too I'm feel like… It up. To,
0: yeah. Because… Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't like my creative process as of late. I'm like… My mind is all over the place. I almost sometimes get completely stirred in a direction I didn't expect to. You know, I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Oh shit, okay, we're going this way." Fuck yeah, it. and I'm just like, like-, Do- Do-? like I'm cutting like podcasts for, like first thing in the morning sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "This is not gonna get me any money." Yeah, but, but I'm doing it because I just bah. I like it so much right now. No, you but know?
2: It, you know what? It will at some point. You know, like Tell when him something I- to to convince him to keep doing the work, please right now, yeah, yeah. like a goal casting. You know, like. I think about so. <laughs> <laughs> How would you tell? Yeah, really,
1: uh,
0: inspirational video.
2: You know right my now. my Jake versus Dana video, right? I made when I had like zero subscribers. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, f- I look at it now and I think about uh, having a relationship with the UFC, and I'm like, I started with talking about fighter pay, which is if the <laughs> UFC is considering, you know, like reaching out to me and they watch this documentary, they They'll be like, "Fuck this yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, 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 fucking." Yeah. But take down uh, the
1: video. And no. now,
2: it, and now it has like uh, you know a million views and. um but when I made it, I had zero subscribers. That's wild. You no, know? and I was like, I I made that piece of content. And I was like, you know what? I think it's pretty good. Nobody's watching it, but then four months later, it has a million views. How did that happen? It's like a pop, 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 or like
1: pop, yeah. pop, 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 like, like a, a big it? pop,
2: like a pop, pop. pop, yeah,
1: like a two, yeah. like a like a one week blow up, yeah, yeah, a month, yeah. a month, so uh, like, a, like in, in in a month, your video was getting like how many views a
2: day? Like fifty k. A day, for it to oh, get more it to than a day. that. Yeah, at some point I was doing like a one k an hour. Oh, that's wild! Big which man. was crazy.
0: Do you, you have notifications on on your YouTube? No, site? no, I turn them off. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't yeah.
1: wait to get to that point, dude. Turn off notifications, dude. But it's
2: crazy because it, it happens, oh. and uh, that's the thing. with That's why it's important to enjoy the process of doing something because it happens and you get that rush. But then it just becomes a new normal, and you, you, you know. And that's why it's like… It's ups and downs. But if you enjoy sitting down and and making art… You already won. No No matter how many people are watching… If you fucking enjoy sitting down and doing what you love… You already won. You already won. Especially if you're not fucking starving and you have a roof. Mm -hmm. Like That's a big motivator. Not Not starving is huge.
0: (laughs) For sure. It's hard to remember because I find the… Yeah, the entrepreneur journey, the artist journey, the creative journey. It's a lot of suffering. You're just like, fuck, is this good? I don't know if this is good. What the fuck am I doing? Like a lot of times in the process, I'm like, this is shit. Like every time, like almost every time we do a podcast, the morning I wake up, I'm like, fuck. We got to do a podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a discomfort to Mm -hmm. it. But I'm becoming better and better at it. It's becoming like we're doing a lot of reps when it comes to like talking to people and whatnot. Like he meets a new stranger or I meet a new stranger every week and we just record for three hours, you know? And there's some sort of uh, practice or like uh, getting better at,
2: Mm -hmm. you know? What I realized also is that it's important to… So when I was working 9 to 5, I was saving all my money. You know like not spending… Yeah, how much did you dime. put aside
0: to, before you made the jump? Like how much months or years of money did you put aside?
2: Uh, two years. Two years. Okay two you're comfortable. Years. Well it's because I really worked at reducing my spending. So mm. you see my apartment. Like my apartment the rent was like 590 a month. Right? And I, I didn't spend much money outside of that. So
0: and you're not in dangerous neighborhood. Do you is no, it? it's
2: a, it's a family neighborhood. Okay, you're like, good. Okay, it's not. A, okay, yeah. it's not Safe
1: neighborhood. Safe neighborhood. We're Maybe good. I go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but I go there. Here's
2: what that created though. When you save all your money and you don't allow yourself to spend some of it, is that you don't see the fruit of your labor. So you don't associate like the grind, the the pain of doing something with like your life, what that what that can afford you outside of it, mm-hmm. right? And I wish I would have done a little bit more of that like oh now i got money to like whatever buy a nicer car and like maybe as you drive your car you're like oh this is what i worked for all those fucking thousand of hours and now like i'm i'm not really making money but i have a little bit more free time outside of that 9 to 5 so i do things like you know like gym gym like learning a new skill, mm-hmm. stretching, reading books. Reading
1: books. All that fancy yeah. stuff, man. It's and great. That Quality makes of me, life.
2: Yeah. And that makes me appreciate the process of doing what I'm doing a little bit more. Because I'm like, oh, this is all the benefits of doing I, that. I, 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 I love like, uh, let's
1: say my job, Let's say I'm producing a track for an artist. But if that artist flies me over somewhere, you know… Yeah. They pay for the ticket. They bring me, I don't know, LA, let's say. And I go there. They pay for the hotel and everything. I feel like I have a job to do, you know. I'm like living that luxury life. And I'm like, shit, I'm that real person, you know. like I'm. It's important. It's important to feel like the… Recolter les fruits de son travail.
2: But there's something weird that happens. A lot of us have the mindset that for something to be worthy of pursuit, you need to suffer for it. It's like, if this comes easy, it must not be worth it. Everything of value you must suffer for. Mm-hmm. And it's that's that's not really yeah. the truth, right? It's a martyr way of yeah. seeing life. It's like this pursuit, if it's worth it, I need to fucking, fucking suffer. Die. The suffering yeah. gives meaning to the accomplishment. Yeah. If something comes easy for you, you'll be like it's going to decrease its value almost and you need to fucking take that out of your head, mm-hmm. you know? Like me in my head, I'm like one of the top things I want to do with this project is like, hey, I want to do a GSP fucking documentary and I want to be with them on a follow way. him for a yeah, week.
1: That's wild. Right?
2: And in my mind, I'm building there. Like I'm going to make more and more and I'm going to get there. But if tomorrow morning GSP would call and be like, yeah, come. I'd be like, no, no, I'm not ready yet. I didn't, Suffer. suffer enough. I need to, to get there. More. I need yeah. to work hard to get to that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't have you just give it to yeah, me. yeah, yeah, but yeah you you're know?
0: totally ready. Actually, like I could totally see But you but, but
1: yeah, sometimes like I'll,
0: uh, I'll totally film it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm totally free, by the way. <laughs> it's like totally fine. Like it's totally fine. You can
0: totally come on the podcast after. If yeah, you want, yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I say we both uh, work on both ends. You know, our huge platform and your huge platform. We both send them DMs. You know. Salut GSP, uh, <laughs> grow fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, you guys got something good going on here. Like you got a good chemistry. The show is good. It's gonna happen. Only I think so too. We, I, I, I,
1: I, I I think so too. We yeah. have to
0: yeah. We have to hammer at it. Yeah, but not suffer.
1: Not suffer. And uh, like you said, sometimes the eat like the path of least resistance. You know. It's like it doesn't have to be so hard, you know?
2: I realized in my life that every single thing I wanted to experience to happen, but in a way that was different than what I pictured. You know? You're like, oh, I want this to happen. And somehow you get it, but you don't realize it because you pictured getting it in a completely different way. Mm. You know, but if you just set your mind on something and you accept that you you don't have it, you don't control fucking everything. You don't have it all figured out. You yeah, know what I'm saying?
0: just 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 do it. Just, just yeah. uh, a couple <laughs> Just a couple days ago, uh, I just wrote, I just woke up one day and I had my to do list and just before I read my to do list, I I just wrote uh, I I will attract opportunities. I just wrote that as the title, bro. Like the next day, I got an MMA. Like,
1: hello, <laughs> 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 hello.
0: Not even that, but like <laughs> I just I got an MMA gig for the first time. Well a guy offered me an MMA gig and like it's so crazy That's how super cool. it's so crazy how like I've been passionate about MMA, I've been practicing it and whatnot. And I've been also passionate about creating, you know? And then boom, I just get that. But I don't, like, I don't know if it's a direct link, but it's Dude, just you
1: know what? But it's been years, right? It's been years that you've been me. doing… Of do, you being you. You being like doing the Trying MMA. Be me. And doing… And you've also already made videos. You doing MMA. Yeah. You doing this. You doing that. You, you taking care of the video editing. It's like it's it, you were asking for it you know yeah in a way yeah you, you. it's kind of like this podcast like i spent years like setting up a studio setting up knowing how to record audio and yeah. and also i, I ha- like i want to talk out i i i, I want to put shit out there so it's like a perfect mix you know i th- i i think like that's what you don't realize like you and what we all don't realize is that you spend years being yourself you know like when this, earlier you were talking about um uh, mm-hmm. The director there… What's his name that you're… Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. It's like he's been doing… He's been being himself for like 25, 35, 45 years. You know what I'm saying? It's like you've been doing that as well. I've been doing it. We've all been doing it. And I think like a lot of the part of like the the law of attraction has to do with that. Like the the charisma. Like every time you step out of your house, every time, every single day, you know, you're attracting different things, you know? And without even knowing, you know? And it may seem like a shock to you, but it's really not. Like if you look at this like statistically, like you out of all people should get that contract. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But, way,
0: yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, there's something about following your purpose, man. And uh, a part of me is like, um, w- what would make me 100% like more happy? And I'm like, man, I'm doing a lot of the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do a podcast mm-hmm. and I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's just realizing that you already have what you're chasing but you're just not aware of it. Yeah, you do you feel like you've you've already achieved like like cuz for example
1: Sam and I we look at your channel and we're like wow this is like this is where we would want to like, be. This is this is amazing good good for this man. And then you must look at your channel and be like what? Like I want more or like how, like you 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 must have been just as hungry as we were, mm-hmm. if not more. And uh Im- Picturing yourself with 70,000 or 60,000 followers must have been like a dream. And when, when it happened, like, did it, did it,
2: are you like satisfied?
1: I obviously, there's, there's not, this duality
2: like, about all of it. You know, professionally, I feel like I'm happiest, you know, when I think about my girlfriend, my family. Like, we're about to buy a dog sounds fucking crazy. I wanted to buy a dog all my life. Have Ooh. a dog. You know like when you 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 take the time to just be grateful for what you have this yeah. is when I'm happiest. Yeah. Now if you ask me like professionally of course I want to grow the channel. I want to do I want to film. You know I want to grow this thing. But the reality is I'm always going to feel exactly what I'm feeling right now which is I need to do more more and more. And at the same time it's so cool to have that drive because it's that drive that pushes you every day. But at the same time it's not what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know like you make a You make a movie in Hollywood, right? You think, oh shit, that's the goal or I'm going to get there. I'm going to be fucking happy. But no, there's an entirely different set of problems. There's an entirely new kind of reality that you're facing. But mostly you're going to do the same thing you're doing right now, just like in a different place at a different scale. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be the same process. So you fall in love with the process and you fucking appreciate everything you already fucking have. Yeah, exactly. Life is a blessing. What kind of dog do you want to get? Golden Retriever. Oh, my sweet. girlfriend chose it. It's like the book. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, great yeah. dogs. My sister
0: has one, yo. They're cute they're as so fuck. But nice. They always want to chew on your forearm, though. Oh, no, but
1: uh, but that's how, that's
0: that old the there, thing. Huh? How does your the young like one or two?
1: Yeah, yo, my new dog. I have a I have a dog with my girlfriend. We bought her like uh, four months ago. Little yeah. Boston Terrier. She's like teething right now. Yeah. It's it's like uh, say it on file. Yeah. It's so yeah. much work. But, so but
2: much work. that's the thing. So, you know. At football, I reached a certain level where I played for like Team Quebec, whatever. And a few years back, uh, I was decluttering all my shit and all my pictures and I had a fucking thing of trophies, right? And like I threw away my fucking trophies. That's crazy. I didn't I didn't fucking care about those things that I gave so much importance to my entire life. Like I'm, I'm going to get there. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah. be number one. But then there was a newspaper article in that box. And there was that picture of me fucking in a newspaper with my, my grandma and my grandpa were next to me, you know, in a wheelchair. I was just a few years before they they died. And the smiles that they had, Mm -hmm. you know, like they were just so proud. And I realized that this is and I fucking started crying when I when I saw the picture because I realized that what you do, it's about who you who's there with you. You know, the relationships that you form along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and and the the goal is that thing that you have in common that you're getting towards. But the relationship around you, man. That's mm-hmm. what you look back at. And you're like, that's what I miss. You know, even yeah. those moments at GoCast that yeah, we had fun, laughing. yeah. You know, and often I, I picture myself at like 90, year, 90 years old. You know, and picture like, I close my eyes. I'm like, I'm 90 years old. And picture that you'd be 90 years old and you open your eyes right now. And you'll be like, boom, 30 again. Shit, that's again. actually crazy to think like that. I've never you're thought you're of 30 that again. You look around, your parents you, are still alive. And then you're like, what have I done to deserve this? Yeah, I get a second chance now today. Right? And then often my girlfriend is there and I look at her and I'm like, I picture that in the future my girlfriend is dead. Yeah. Right? And I often oh, think of that. I don't know why, yeah.
1: maybe I'm a psychopath, but I often think of the people I love most dying. No, but, yeah, but it's, it's gonna it, happen.
2: It's a, certainty. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a certain, like, certain Coming certain back thing. to
1: like life is suffering. So it's like your responsibility to find
2: like you know, yeah, happiness. And you know what? Like your career, whatever your fucking goals, you can be 90 years old and find a new career and find a new pursuit. You can always get a fresh start. You'll never get the people that you lost back. You know, yeah. you will never fucking get that. It's true. And that's when that's when I feel the happiest, when I realize that, you know. And then I go play a fucking board game with my family. And I'm like, you know what? In the future, even if I'm a fucking billionaire at the top of Hollywood, I won't get that fucking moment, moment back. Yeah. yeah. You know? All right. On that note, guys, thank
1: you so much for tuning in. Um, if you have it uh, in your heart to leave us a like, a little comment, a little subscribe would be great.
0: Share this with a friend. But before we log off, you want to talk about your future projects or like your YouTube?
2: It's Patrick Gavia.
0: Look him up on uh, YouTube.
2: Um, Goal, long term, even short term, is doing 100% original content to solve those monetization problems uh, and slowly but surely heading towards films. Nice. So… But whatever format it takes, I can promise it's going to be the best work I can fucking make yeah. every single time. You're doing great work, man.
0: You
1: should go check it work. out, guys, at home. It's honestly uh, very inspiring content. So, and yeah. uh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you, man. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. All right, guys, at home, thanks for keeping it real with us. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, peace. Peace.